Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Pass is picked. Intercepted back the other way. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Intercepted by Jamel Dean. Like I said, I felt good about the spot. Yeah, I knew he was tight. We fit throws like that. Um, I missed my spot by you know probably a foot or so. Um, and the you know, kid made a good play. There you go. That is the pick. The comments. Aaron Rodgers after the ball game. Packers take a loss. Their first one of the season. They get knocked off by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Quick Trip. They've got some fresh made meals and you should pick one up. Grab it today. Take it right out of the, the cooler. Take it home. Pop it in. Heat and eat. You're good to go. Just like mom would make. Good ones. Use your Quick Rewards card as well. Everything over there at Quick Trip. When you say what's for dinner, don't forget Quick Trip. They've got you covered. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our good buddy Mike Clemens is here from uh, NFL Serious Radio. Michael, how you been, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. It was uh, kind of a long weekend. Uh, it was nice to get in some warm weather, except when I got out of the car on game day, like I told you and Gary. The day before actually getting off the plane, I thought, oh, man, this is hot. This is hotter than any day they had at training camp. On game day, though, the wind kept on picking up, kind of an ocean breeze, about 15, 20 miles an hour, and it seemed to cool things off. And I'm not aware of any of the Packers having troubles with cramps during the game. You know, during these during this COVID season, it's tougher to get you know information because they don't have sideline reporters right on the sidelines. So you know they have to. Right. They have to relay that to the network or to up in the press box. Um, trying to get to staff sometime, you know, with mm-hmm. these teams is a little tougher. So it's kind of hard to get that information. But, yeah, you mentioned about the pick there. And so, you know, after we got done with the postgame show, and I kind of hung around because I wanted to see what the Buccaneers had to say. And, and in these kinds of games, sometimes you're going to learn a lot more from your about the team you're covering from the other guys. And so Jamel Dean is that safety who is out there in the flats. Rogers, you know, is looking to move the chains. He's got the motion going one way and he's looking for Devonte Adams. This is usually money, right? Devonte Adams, mm-hmm. right. seven yards down and out to the left hand side in the flats. And how does this guy just absolutely jump it? Well, you know what? Todd Bowles, their defensive coordinator had these guys all prepped. I mean, this kid says, he recognized the formation and had, you know, was 99% sure where the ball was going. 
I was really when I saw the formation, then I seen how like everything started to develop. I'm like, I have to make this play because I know what's coming. And then once he th- once I saw him throw it, I was like, yeah, it's, it's mine. He uh, he 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 just knew it. It's something that he'd seen in film and. That's, you know, that's a good study. And I, let's be honest, I mean, I, when you went back and look at the film, Aaron Rodgers pretty much looked at uh, Devontae Adams almost the entire time, so he kind of knew where it was going. And one of the other guys that had an impact, Devin White, was all over the field as well. Yeah, that, I don't know what the Packers felt about these guys going into the game. I know that they had mentioned them some during the week. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, as they were building this Buccaneers team, and there's, you know, over the last couple of years, they've signed free agents like JJP and Dominica Sue. Now in this last year, uh, and now that they got Tom Brady, this is a this is a go for it year. This is pretty much like where the Rams were a couple of years when they signed Sue and those other free agents. It's like this is the year they think that they could make a run for it, and this was the breakout game for them because in the first four weeks, they're running through all kinds of problems that they did not have because when the pandemic hits. They miss out on all those mini camps and OTs with Tom Brady and getting in sync with that. And on defense, the same thing as well. And so Devin White and Levante David. Levante had like two, three sacks on Rodgers. They're two inside linebackers, big dudes, very strong. Um, but it seemed like Todd Bowles is, was playing more of a prevent for them in their first four games or so in the season. And and, you know, what's the thing that usually defensive coordinators say about Aaron Rodgers? Well, we'll try and hurry him. Uh, we'll try and contain the, the corners. But it, it's useless to blitz him because he's got, like, the highest percentage of, uh, uh, of plays that he converts into deep passes when you try and blitz him. It wasn't interesting, too. Aaron Rodgers, there was no hard count. It wasn't that loud in there. There was only 15,000, right. 16,000 people. Where was the hard count? But well, Mike, part of it was we talked about that was you're getting out of the huddle so late, you don't have time. You couldn't yes. put guys in motion. You don't have time. Right. That's the other thing, too. And that's what the Packers put their hands up and admitted to is that, you know, maybe they were sluggish coming off their bye week or whatever. Or was their tempo? So Devin White, you know, he, he basically lobbied Todd Bowles last week as they're looking at the Packers film and they're running all this motion. He's like, just let me get in there. Just, just, let, me, just let me go. Unleash the dogs. And I'll get in the backfield, and I'll stop it before they, before they get the play going. Here's what Devin White had to say. Well, we really started fast, but, you know, they kind of gave us something that we haven't seen. And, you know, we got beat, and they had a long drive on us. But I say Dean Pick. Dean Pick set the tempo for the rest of the game because we knew, like, you know, them guys didn't deserve to be on the field with us because we got too much talent. We fly around to the ball. And the main thing, we always have fun. But, yeah, you're right. I told Todd to uh, unleash me. You know, let me get out to the quarterback. I had uh, a couple quarterback hurries, some hits, and I was doing a great job, you know, feeding off the defensive line and the outside linebackers because they was doing a good job. And the back end, they was doing a good job at disguising. So their offensive line couldn't pick up really none of our stunts. So, I mean, everything starts with Ty Balls. You know, he – he, he set us up for success, and the only thing we got to do is just communicate. That's always been our biggest problem. And we, when we communicate, we can play a good game. And we played for four quarters today, so that was the main thing. He said they didn't belong in the same field with him. <laughs> you know, how about that? Well, the Bucks have got this swagger, man. They got Tom Brady. They're trying to yeah. think. They're trying to think a new way. I mean, these guys are, are trying to tell themselves that they're the 49ers. Uh, you know, the way the 49ers have been the last couple of years. But they're that team now that they can they can be physical and they can knock guys off you know off their feet. And then on offense, 
uh, they've got a pretty decent running game. Ronald Jones, the second, he's coming into his third season, out of USC, 113 yards. They even threw to him, even though he struggles as a receiver. Uh, Shady McCoy was in the game. Fournette was inactive because of injury. But, you know, even when they got a little bit of a lead, then they started giving the ball to him. And I, that was the thing that I was so in, interested in. This game starts out, Aaron Rodgers has got the ball. They're trying to run their pre-stat motions and everything. But Rodgers looks just a little out of sorts, like he's a little nervous. And, and, and so he's, he's, he's moving outside the tackles. He's using his feet more than he has in the past because he feels the pressure. And it's also because you see them bringing in six and seven guys on the line, and you don't know which ones are coming and which ones are going to drop back in coverage. It's stuff like Dom Capers used to do with his old psycho defense. And Aaron, Tom Brady goes out there, and it's three and out. And then he goes out there again after the Packers, what, they had a field goal and then a touchdown? Goes out there, three and out. Barely had the ball. I think he had the ball one drive in the first quarter. Cool as ice. I'm looking him on the sidelines. He's not throwing the iPad or anything like that. And so you ask Ronald Jones after the game, what was Brady like in the huddle at the start of that game? I mean, he just explained to us what's going on, what we're doing wrong, and then tell us to keep our composure. Okay, it's still, we, it's still early in the game. We're still in it, so keep fighting. That's it. Pretty simple. He wasn't, now, it didn't say anything about screaming at him. No. <laughs> well, and, you know, and Brady, you know, maybe he turned that around a little bit. He was patient, even though Green Bay's up 10 to nothing. They've got this hot offense. He trusts what the defensive plan is. He waits for the game to come to him. And even though he's got some hobbled, you know, uh, receivers and Godwin and those other things, he's handing off the football. He's trying to find the chunks. They're coming up with those tight end formations that he likes, that Bruce Arians put in for him, where they'll have as many as three tight ends in the field. That's what he liked doing in New England. So Arians adjusting for his quarterback. And then look at him throwing a Gronkowski. I mean, you know, and, and they, they weren't necessarily using the middle of the field like I predicted. They were finding fade routes, you know, in the corner to Gronkowski. You got that, that touchdown. And I think they were going after Josh Jackson. I know they were with Kevin King not in the game as well. So Bruce Arians, the head coach, talked about, how about, you know, Gronkowski leading the Tampa Bay receivers with five catches for the day? Yeah, I thought, I thought uh, Tom and Rob had great connections uh, uh, crossing routes. We, we got the matchup we were looking for on the fade ball. And um, – Gronk did a heck of a job of adjusting to that ball and uh, and getting the touchdown. So I just wish he could have spiked it with his right shoulder, but his right shoulder's hurt, so uh, he missed some good spikes. But uh, he made some huge, huge plays on us. <laughs> his shoulder's hurt. Gronk's always got something going on. He's always banged up. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue to break down. The Packers and the Buccaneers from this past weekend. Mike Clemens joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Van Horn Automotive. Van Horn wants to buy your car. Great people. I have bought four cars from them, and they continue to just impress the hell out of me. And they have been such a, a, a fine group and organization to work with. Uh, I encourage you to check out the video on the Facebook fan page that I posted of the delivery of my car. Uh, my new Chevy Silverado, and I uh, love that. I've got the the Genesis. I absolutely love that. 
and uh, it has been a tremendous experience. And they are family-born but employee-owned. Everybody there has skin in the game. It's a great company. And if you're looking to sell a car, if you're looking to have some service, if you need a finance service, because right now times are hard, they know that, and you're an essential worker, you need your vehicle, then um, excuse me, then go ahead and get your car serviced. Or if you want to find a car, new or used, buy a car, finance a car, trade in a car, whatever it happens to be, you can do it all online. Go to VanHornAuto.com. That is VanHornAuto.com. Back with more on Mike Clemens coming up next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. something up take a shot green bay just used a second time out here you go and so that's a whole different feel going in at halftime brady lofts it gronkowski he's got it for the touchdown you can't overstate how good that throw was by brady our practice this past week was not up to our standard that you know these guys have have developed over the last year and a half and that's what happened today. You know, you, you practice like crap, and then you go on and play like crap. Some strong statements from the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. You heard uh, right there Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the call. As well, those two guys taking a lot of heat as well, which that's another topic for another day. But if you haven't been on Facebook, oof. Uh, that being said, Matt LaFleur talks about, uh, you know, you practice like crap, you play like crap. Uh, but you don't cover it like crap. Our good guy, Mike Clemens from NFL Serious Radio, our Green and Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. So, Mike, uh, they had a bad week of practice. And we hear it time and again, if you have a bad week of practice, that uh, chances are you're not going to have a great, crisp game. And, the they, you know, Packers certainly didn't. But uh, the Buccaneers' defense, man, they had something to do with that. Uh, the Buccaneers' defense certainly did. And the other thing is, you know, the question I got into Lafleur after the game, and I don't—I think he was a little shook up or whatever. I don't think he quite understood it because, you know, this is the this is what he needs to figure out. It's like he's won 17, 18 games. He's got a winning percentage of eight eighteen. You know, he's got—he's the hottest coach in the NFL right now. He's winning games by an average of nine points and more going this season, but that's over the last year and a quarter. When he loses games, he's losing by 18. When he lo- and it's because he, you know, he, the 49ers mopped it up on him a couple times, and and some of the other big losses that they have had, and so that's an interesting thing for him to figure out. And maybe I'll re-ask that again. It's like, you know, you had Jamal Williams for a 25-yard run. Um, you know, Mercedes Lewis just, you know, Rogers overthrew Mercedes Lewis. Um, they had a couple. They they did have a big play in the third quarter where. Rodgers got loose, ran off to his left-hand side, and he hit Devontae Adams up the seam for about uh, 20 yards or so. And so there, there was those little sparks. They just couldn't figure through. But it was that Bucks defense that was just outstanding. And, you know, with Levante David and Devin White, they didn't care, man. They're shooting the gaps all game. Sometimes they've had six or seven guys on the line. Rodgers never seemed to figure out how to adjust to that. Why they didn't run the football up the middle with A.J. Dillon at these guys, if you're shutting down the outside zone, well, then attack them right up the middle. Why didn't they adjust? So LaFleur talked about how good those two inside linebackers were for Tampa. 
Those two guys they have can flat roll. Um, they are two of the better linebackers in this league. And, uh, you know, I never want to get into comparisons uh, with our guys. It is a different style of defense. There's no doubt about it. And they did a good job and, and they flat whipped us. They did a nice job. They've got some really good players. I think their scheme's really good. And we didn't execute. We didn't block, especially when you're trying to throw the football like we were and needed to to get back into that game. If you can't block them, it really doesn't matter what you call. So anytime you get punched in the mouth like that and really beaten handily in all three phases, you've got to be critical of yourself and learn from your mistakes. And the big thing that we cannot allow this loss to lead into a bad performance versus a really talented Houston Texan team. So you just can't allow one loss to become two. Um, did they think that the Buccaneers defense, you know, because we didn't see that. I mean, we saw a good defense against Nick Foles, but that's Nick Foles. Did they expect this defense to be that good? I don't. I don't think so. I think they knew they had some physical specimens over there. I think that they were shocked at the scheme, at the gamble the Todd Bowles took with that defensive game plan he had against them and how he was going to compete against, you know, this motion defense from LaFleur. So, you know, credit to you, Bill Michaels. What was that word you said Friday, your, your concerns about this game? I said I had major trepidation major going into this trepidations. game. You had yep. major trepidations about going into this game, you know, just down there on the road, coming off the bye and everything. And Aaron Rodgers uh, pretty much said exactly what LaFleur said, because I think LaFleur came into the locker room and decided, here's I'm going to spin it with these guys. Here's I'm going to take it. Now I got them or I need them. You know, we got 12 games here that we've got to the regular season. So he's going to yell at these guys in the visitor's locker room saying, you know what? You had a bad week of practice. This is what happens when you don't practice. So when you get back here you know, next week, keep this thing in mind when it comes to your preparation and looking over people. And so Rodgers used that in the postgame. Now, I just got this from SiriusXM. Rodgers did his hit for them last hour. And the first thing he was asked about was the same thing you were bringing up last Friday. How concerned was he about this Bucks team going into that game? Oh, you let's don't come really back go to that. Thing and it's going to be a rough one. I think it was more, uh, you know, they played good on defense. Our first two drives, I think, were um, an anomaly compared to the entire game. You know, we scored on both those drives, but it wasn't very efficient, I don't think. You know, as opposed to the first four games, we had a lot of off-schedule plays. There were not a lot of, you know, on-time uh, throw opportunities. And I think that was due to... A lot of the coverages and pressures they played, and also the pass rush, you know, which was, which was formidable. So they deserve credit for that. It's a good plan by, uh, by Todd and their defense. They executed really well, and we obviously had a rough one on offense. He had a rough one. I mean, and Dominic and Sue was jawing at him too. They were going back and forth at it, and Rogers was asked, "Gee, this is kind of reminiscent of the old days with Brett Favre." And Warren Sapp, when the Packers would play the Buccaneers, you know, was it sort of like that? I'm not exactly sure what, what Farvey and Sapp were talking about, but uh, it hasn't been cordial over the years between me and uh, Sue. You know, we've had some battles over the years. Uh, he, you know, I think I mentioned that he got, you know, frozen feet and didn't realize he was stepping on my calf. He also stomped on one of my teammates at one point. He's mm-hmm. been, you know, in my time, one of the most dominant uh, three techniques in the game. For so many years, he's also played his, his own way. You know, it's it's been his style that he's played since he got in the league. Um, 
you know, and, and that leads to some interesting conversations throughout the years. So, which I completely agree, I, and I love the rivalries, and I think we always loved it when we knew Warren Sapp was either coming into Green Bay or, or Brett Farr was heading down there because we knew it was always going to be something. And after a while, they had fun. It was like Rodgers and Urlacher, Favre and Urlacher, same type of thing, you know, where they loved facing one another and loved kind of, you know, cheeking off of one another. But uh, defensively speaking, Mike, we, we don't have a guy like that, but uh, was the heat the fact that uh, – this team was on the field so much defensively. Was the heat effective? Yeah, that was it. And, you know, you, you started losing guys with injuries. Tyler Lancaster uh, leaving the game with a shoulder injury. We don't really know how bad that is. David Bakhtiari leaving at left tackle with what they say is a chest injury. Uh, we're going to hear from him later this afternoon on the flagship in Milwaukee. He's supposed to phone in. Kevin King did not play with that quad injury. Preston Smith, the linebacker, left the game for a series or two and came back, I think. Darnell Savage, the safety, uh, had a quad injury in the game. <laughs> the inside linebacker, Chris Barnett, um, had some kind of an injury. He didn't get up. took a long time to get up after a punt during the TV timeout, and I, I tweeted that out. Kenny Clark is the first game that he's been in since he went out in halftime uh, week one in that game up in Minnesota against the Vikings. So, he was asked about the hot weather or coming off the bye week and why the Packers were a little sluggish in this one. I expected, you know, to be tired, you know, uh, to be a little bit windy, but, you know, I ain't got no excuses. You know, I, I did some good things, uh, did some not so good things, just like every other game. So uh, I got to go back to the drawing board, uh, just like with everything else, and uh, just fix my mistakes. So now they got to face this Houston Texans team, only one win, you know, which is shocking. It's not necessarily shocking bill o'brien got fired romeo cornell has taken off taken over but with, they've still got an awful lot of talent on this team obviously with sean uh watson and and you got jj uh, watt in there and all those other guys on that team so kenny was asked how does he think this team will handle a blowout loss as now they have to go back on the road in houston to take on the texans it just it sucks that we lost, and uh, uh, just take a, a deep look into yourself and be honest with yourself about the tape. You know, if we all be honest and take a critical look, um, it wasn't good enough, and it, it wasn't it wasn't us. And we realize that, and we understand that. Uh, when starting Wednesday, um, and how we prepare and how we practice, we got to do all, all that all that stuff well and uh, execute on Sunday. Then you've got to worry about down the road what uh, this does if these two teams should ever face off uh, on a way to a Super Bowl. Right. When you were asking this question earlier in the show today, too, now, when you give up 38 unanswered points, is that really a team that's going to the Super Bowl this year? And here's what the right tackle Billy Turner had to say. I think that is the case in any championship team, and I think that is the case in any successful person in any profession on this planet. Adversity will breed success. So with that being said, I'm never going to say that I think you need a kick in that to help you win, but at the same time, there's positives and negatives that come along with that. Which I would agree. I don't think I could disagree with that statement. Right. Uh, I, you know, now, it, now I will say this: it's what they do because we know now that when they do get beat, they're getting blown out in most of these, most of these losses. So, will they have this ability if they get down by a couple of scores? That's my question, Mike. Is if this team gets back down by two or three scores, do they have the capability to come back? Uh, that's. This is where LaFleur is still growing as a coach. How do you change the momentum? How do you make the adjustments? Now, he's got a really good, sharp, young, cutting-edge coaching staff. 
And then there's Mike McCarthy. This is going to be the big story you'll be talking about on tomorrow's show, where McCarthy gets blown out by the Cardinals last night in Dallas. I mean, I got home from the airport, turned on the TV, and it's 28-3, you know, and Kyler Murray and the Cardinals up on the Cowboys in Dallas. They end up losing that thing 38-10. And so Jane Slater, who covers the Cowboys for NFL Network, she tweeted out today, initially the Cowboys players bought into keeping things internal, but now they're set at 2-4. and four. Yes, they've locked their quarterback, Dak Prescott, but there's discontent leaking out. They've been going to her and saying this coaching staff under McCarthy is, quote, totally unprepared. They don't teach. They don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly. They're just, they're just not good at their jobs. And, you know, McCarthy's got, like, Mike Nolan, old right. friend, old employer, as his defensive coordinator. The biggest move they've made is getting him out of the box down on the sidelines. Uh, McCarthy, just three or four games now into this season, already kind of in the hot seat. Yep, no doubt. Uh, boy, I tell you what, when he put that coaching staff together, that is a, not a young, with it coaching staff, right. we'll say. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Yep, no doubt. Mike, great stuff, buddy. We'll talk again later, okay? Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go, Mike Clements, NFL Serious Radio, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t